I, I adore this church, and I adore your willingness to experiment together. Because it's not easy to talk about um, people we love who've died, and it's not easy to do it for all generations. So I appreciate the willingness to let our children be here and be their noisy wiggly themselves. Um, because I think that's the other side of remembering death is uh, enjoying the vitality of this cauldron of amazing life and curiosity and uh, enthusiasm that we have down in our religious education. They're just fabulous. And I appreciate you experimenting because I think uh, as Unitarian Universalists we have from time to time made mistakes and taken on other religious traditions. I, uh, I know a bunch of Unitarian churches wrote a Unitarian Seder and for a couple of years had a Jewish Seder meal, which is a lovely ritual meal and part of the logic was, well, the Old Testament is part of our holy texts as well, so why should we not? And quite a few Unitarians are also Jewish, so why should we not have a Seder? And so the discussion of what is what is taking something from another culture and making it your own, when is that okay? And when is it not? And I'm not sure there's a, a clear boundary always. Um, but for me, the Seder meal is about celebrating an escape from slavery and a relationship with God that may not really fit so well all who are Unitarian Universalists. First, there's that God thing. And then as, as, as a people, if we want to call ourselves a people, we have not been enslaved. So the core of that ritual kind of rang hollow. And they began changing words and making it Unitarian. Um, but I also know what is a pure ritual? Is there such a thing? The, um, a lot of religious traditions like to say, yes, you have to do it just this way. You have to cross your eyes and do it exactly, and then it's real. There's the whole priestly function. Um, in part, I come from this tradition of wearing a stole and a robe, and I'm the only one that could say these magic words, and, and the host and the wine are now holy I don't buy that. But at the same time, there are rituals that are so powerful that, lo and behold, the Catholic Church, the, the Christian Church, Catholics are Christian, but the post-Reformation Christian Church, I'll qualify that, uh, the Mesoamericans two or 3,000 years ago all honored the dead in a very specific way. And we as Unitarian Universalists, rightly so, have been so busy rejecting a lot of ritual that I think sometimes, and you've heard me say this before, we let go of really some core important things. And I think we grow out of a, a nation who 
struggles to deal with death ourselves. And it's interwoven into our, uh, it's interwoven into every step of life. It's interwoven into how we give birth and how we control that medically and, and um, our litigious fear of, of any danger. I think behind all of that is a reluctance to talk about accidents and death and that it happens to us all. And I think it affects the medical field and what is health and what is cure versus... um, What other word do I want? Cure versus a, a progression towards health that may not be perfect. And I think this reluctance to talk about death, the reluctance to to have it be interwoven into our lives, to sanitize it, the whole, I mean, we can get into food and how our food is presented to us and meat is wrapped up in plastic and we don't witness the slaughter of what we eat anymore. So it, it, it affects everything we do. So I've been looking for ways to bring, bring death back to us. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, no, to bring honoring the dead. We do do it on Memorial Day. But you all were willing to be vulnerable and stand up and to watch these children stand up and remember their grandparents. Or, or one child said, my mother's father. So she was aware of this relationship. So it wasn't just about a grandfather, but about her mother. You know, it's about that generation and the connection. So, um, so how is having a Dia de los Muertos ofrenda, which is an offering to the dead, any different than having a Unitarian Universalist Seder? And I'll just say, well, yeah, we all die. Um, And Day of the Dead has increasingly become something that is culturally done all over the United States. Living Arts has been having its... If you have not gone to Living Arts and gone to the Day of the Dead, a whole list of events they do, don't miss it. Monday night, Tuesday night. Um, Because death is that universalizing. And I think... I actually called the Hispanic Society and talked to them about doing this. Is this appropriate? Do you feel like... Uh, I'm taking something from you. And they said, you know, it has now become so universal. No, we don't feel like it is uh, as a Seder, which is about the saving of our people. This is the fundamental, one of the fundamental UU principles of we are all interconnected, that this is about honoring all those who've gone before us the DNA that we all carry. How many people here are part of ancestry and have looked up their ancestors? And how many have taken a swab? I want to do this to find out, you know, what your DNA and discovered you're actually Irish when you thought you were... (laughs) 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 So, So I expect to hear back from you how to make this better, or whether we should do it again, how to incorporate the children. Um, 
Susan and I talk a lot about how to, to acknowledge if we think children aren't thinking about death, I think we're misguided. I know they are. They're aware. And I will posit that some of the memorializing we do as a nation is big and large because we haven't had a place as a nation to honor those that we are most close to in death. And I think our social justice work, work Black Lives Matter, homelessness, um, is connected to our understanding of death as well, or our misunderstanding, or our reluctance to look at it. So as I told the children, we do have memorial services that are a celebration of life. And that we have to keep strumming the strings that connect us even to those who've gone before. And I always want to hear, uh, so we think we have empty seats, but I'm very certain that we all bring in all the ancestors who've come before. And so I love this image of imagining who's wife and whose grandparents and whose uncle and whose best friend is filling the seat next to you because you have that person in your heart and they affect what you do and say and how you think. And I want a place for us to be able to talk about those people and to remember them and to acknowledge that they are all a part of us. May it be so. We give away 